Welcome to Death Metal. recorded a long time and i'll tell you why brian moves yep so we had to find a new place to record we did I'm kind of worried because it's echoey yeah but i think this thing knocks that out i feel like should however i feel like we can manage <coughs> to record again every week <laughs> yeah we did we've done this before where we had like a couple of big lags yeah yeah it sucks but you know we mm-hmm. haven't given up it's just a bitch to yeah, we just haven't had. Well, we've had time. It's just that the other part of we've had time three three party consent has not had time. Yeah, and to be fair, we could definitely do it ourselves, but it's not as good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We need help. We're dumb. Yeah, kind and of. then second thing, I think we're gonna retool a little bit where we'll still talk about crimes and stuff, but I feel like we meander so much off of like a long case. Yeah. That there's no reason to do the specifics and ins and outs. Yeah. And so many other podcasts do that. And that was like the bit is it's funny yeah. to take something serious and then not really talk about it. But I think a lot of people don't get it. So I think everyone that listens now just wants to listen to us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll go into some shit, but. Yeah. I mean, we did that. Like, we need topics to guide us. But like, yeah. I've been watching. We're going to. I've been watching. A bunch of soft white belly, in under soft white underbelly. If you're not familiar with that, it's like a documentary series this guy does on various topics. But the one that's really captured me is pimp culture. Yeah, and I've been into pimp culture for a long time too mm-hmm. because I had a time period in my life when I was wigging pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the number one wigger icon is Mr. White folks. Yeah. And so I remember watching Pimps Up, Hose Down when I was 11 or 12. And it's, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, they cover, HBO did a documentary covering the player's ball. And what the player's ball is, it's essentially a yearly award show for pimps. Yeah. And so the documentary followed around the pimps that were eligible for winning the Pimp of the Year award. It's four black dudes, but one white guy. Mr. White folks. I am uh, excited about this one. I haven't really fucked around with this topic that much. so. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, in our actual job, we see a lot of shit like this. But we don't have cool pimps around here. No. And that's kind of what the soft white underbelly thing has led me to. I'll talk about Mr. White folks, and I'll tell you how I found fell down this rabbit hole of getting into pimping. First of all, a, a slang term that I got originally from Pimps Up, Hose Down. I knew exactly what it meant when I heard it in a newer context, mm-hmm. but they call pimping the ism. That's what the lifestyle is referred to as, the ism. Pimpism? Yeah, the ism, though. You just It's just the ism for short. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to Mr. White Folks, who's in, uh, to me, the main star of Pimps Up, Hose Down. He has got probably the most incredible two minutes ever spoken into a camera before 
He's in, he he's driving around. He now he doesn't drive because he has too much money to drive. Yeah, he has a driver, but he sits in the back. It's like a 1940s Rolls Royce limousine. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. So what separates like modern day pimping from when it was more the ism is that I mean it's a different world. You got technology and shit like that, but in the classic pimping, it's all about Looking very sophisticated. Now, a white guy, you think sophisticated. You think about someone like George W. Bush, Donald Trump, like a nice suit, yeah, well-manicured hair. But in the world of pimping, once you catch the ism, it's a very flamboyant. And like, black people kind of love to dress loud anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when I was growing up, dude, my grandparents, every summer... They would go on a church mission trip to help a poor community build a new church. Sure. So like an existing church, the infrastructure sucked. They needed a new building. We would go do it. Well, one time we went to this black church in Louisiana, Homa, Louisiana. I was seven or eight years old. Homa's wild. Wild. Well, I was 95% black population. Black church. Nothing I'd ever experienced before. I hadn't even seen black people up until this point in the flesh. There was one half black kid in the elementary school I went to. And so we go down there and church is bonkers. Like I've been going to Baptist church. It's pretty buttoned up. There's no, nobody's loud. It's like not one of those white churches where they sling their arms in the air and cry and speak in tongues and shit like that. But dude, everyone is there in a bright green or bright purple or bright gold outfit. They got chains on. Gator shoes. I mean, they're dressed like pimps up, hose down. Yeah, do you know where that style came from? Where is that? It came from the uh, gangsters like Al Capone and all that, because they all dress like that. So that style, you know, always my nose because I lived in Hot Springs. It was kind of the gangster, one of the gangster capitals, like that that time period where they'd all come here and, and you know, escape the feds and stuff. You know, we have underground tunnels built just for escape. But they what they would do is they would uh, – they would they took that fashion sense from those old school gangsters and they just made it even more flamboyant and like you know just it, it, dude it like totally looks fucking cool to me it's a cool look it, it's a fucking here's what sick, I'm getting man. at yeah it's not for us yeah if me and you got the ism and we got I mean it is if we get grills dude if we have gold teeth if we if we got the ism and we got green and purple suits. Mm-hmm. A big ass hat, chains, a bolo tie, uh, wing tipped gaiters. Yeah, I don't think that's a good look for us. It would be very sick to go to the Christmas party. <laughs> like it would be a good bit. It would be funny. Yeah, but like no, like it would just be funny. It would simply be funny. Yeah, anywhere you wore that, people would just laugh. Yeah, because they know what's going on. But if we were black dudes and we put that on and we went somewhere, people would be like, damn, do young blood. (laughs) So that's what is the first part that kind of makes Mr. White folks funny is that he's completely in the culture. I mean, he only drives old limos. Gate, I mean, head to toe, you know, a $10,000 fucking outfit. Yeah. Which again, like a white, a businessman. You'll do a ten thousand dollar Armani suit is regular, but it's like a well tailored, gray, nice fitting suit. And this guy's basically wearing a fucking zoot suit, you know. Yeah. Now, 
you can see his character and it could be funny to you until he starts to speak, which when he's in the back of this limousine kind of giving his backstory, this is the part that's probably the most incredible monologue in television history. First, he's like, well, when I got into the ism, I was young and it's done been a minute since I got my feet wet in the game. And they don't show the questions they're asking, but the guy had to have asked him, like, do you put your hands on women? And he goes, uh, well, if you drive by and a bitch makes reckless eye contact, then that bitch could be broke. Yeah. But when a pimp drives by, you don't look at him. You got to check yourself and look at the curb. It's a principle of the ism. A bitch don't make eye contact with a pimp unless she's looking to get put out. If I go somewhere else and it ain't one of my bitches and she makes eye contact, that means she's trying to go to work for me. If one of my bitch makes eye contact with me, that's reckless eyeballing. Damn. Reckless eyeballing is yeah. sick, dude. What a term. I would love to hit somebody with that. Dude, are you reckless eyeballing? Yeah. No one, there's no disclaimer. Like, pimping, the big issue here is that, like, and in the documentary, and then even moving further forward in uh, Software Underbelly, where they talk to a lot of prostitutes and pimps, the relationship is definitely founded in abuse. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. the guy is not putting his hands on him, the whole scenario is like of necessity because if you're a prostitute mm-hmm. and you're working the streets or even like more modern day, you have an ad on the internet or you have an ad in like a CD magazine in a certain city. Like that's kind of how Las Vegas does it. They're not yeah. so much online. It's like you find the right magazine, you call an escort, they come over. It's risky. You're a lady. You're walking into somewhere with a dude and, if you're doing it by yourself, no one's looking out for you. And in fact, if you refuse to work with a pimp, you're you're like a rogue. Yeah. So then not only are they not looking out for you, but they really like if if you, let's say I have a bitch working at a hotel mm-hmm. and this other bitch that isn't my bitch is working at a hotel and this bitch needs help from me. I'm going to not only ignore her, but perhaps assist in whatever's going on that she needs help with. Yeah. So it's a really cutthroat world. It's just like the mafia where, you know, what a racketeering is, is like you go to a business sure. and you say, pay me X amount of money for protection. And they say, well, nothing's ever happened to me. I don't need protection. And you say, okay. And then blow up their store. Yeah. And you see why you need protection now? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. the same thing with women. Like, yeah, they need protection, but what the protection includes is like they it's a they take on like a twisted father daughter sort of relationship where the pimp takes all the money yeah and then allocates money that they need to live off of in other words they handle the bills the food your food yeah. your bills and then it like stuff for your kids clothing yeah. like everything but you have no control over what you buy, when you buy it. They completely structure your life. So it's a definitely a dom sub type of relationship. And they do fuck also. Yeah. Well, they do it. They uh, the reason why they do it like that too. So if you have you know, when you have big gaps in your work history, well, they got big gaps. Yeah, yeah. You got big gaps in your work history because you've been doing this type of work for this guy, you know, who's been pimping you out. 
and you find it's harder to get a regular job. Also, the pay is not as good. And then the the mental abuse part of it too is that because you don't have somebody taking care of everything and, and uh, pushing you around and doing everything, there's like a weird addiction to that behavior and that lifestyle where you need somebody over you to tell you what to do. So you're not able to get a regular job and also the amount of like, you're just not, you know, it's hard to get anything normal done because you've been doing this for so long that whenever regular people look at things like your work history, they're like, well, fuck, like what have you been doing to make money? You know? And then you're like, well, you know, you used a trick or whatever. They're not going to sure. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it's the Dom sub ship where basically they, want to handle and take over every aspect of your life or like a cult. However you want to look at it, just understand that they take care of everything. So that way you can't leave. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they will book your jobs for you. They're going to put you, you're going to work more because they're handling booking you. So if you walked around, you might fuck three or four dudes in a night, but when they're in charge and they're running ads and getting you around, you may have to fuck 30 times a night. Yeah. Which is a heavy workload. Yeah. Here's the thing about sex work, too. I feel like a lot of people view it as kind of like it's not hard work because you're just fucking. Yeah. But, dude, could you imagine getting your hole pounded out dude, 30 got, times yeah. in a night? Oh, dude, I mean, just me alone is fucking, you know, you, you're hurting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you just, and then it's just like a, the grossest fucking dudes, probably. I would. Probably guess eighty five percent of the clientele is less than desirable. Yeah. So you just have to. I mean, it's like yeah. But all that said, not for me, but overall, sometimes when you watch pimps being interviewed, they are very cool. Yeah. A cool group of guys. Yeah. They're having a good time all the time. They're making a lot of money, and every single one of them that I've seen be talked to is essentially a motivational speaker. All oh, the yeah. ones that get interviewed, they're just like, you got to make life your own. You could go out there and get a nine to five job or you can really get this money. Yeah. You got to be able to like sell pussy and then also get pussy to come work for you. You got to be able to have like, yeah, you know, that, that sort of uh, used car dealer, you know, I'll sell you something broke down, but guess what? God damn it. It's the best fucking thing you're ever going to get. For the money you got, you know, <laughs> kind of shit. So here's what sent me down the rabbit hole of pimps, just to full circle the thing. No jumper. They had a white guy on there. He got popular because he was on Soft White Underbelly. Now, the first time he went on No Jumper, he caught a lot of flack because there's two pimps that work at no jumper there's two pimps that work at no jumper yes uh not sometimes they're on no jumper but they also have their own podcast on adam 22's network i got you but they're pimps they're pimp they're literal pimps uh So essentially this kid, little Kelpie, went on no no he went on Soft White Underbelly. And when he did his interview on Soft White Underbelly, he Mr. White folksed it. Dressed up in a ridiculous suit, had a gold chain with a dollar sign on it, two pretty rugged looking meth enthusiast white girls with him. Yeah. 
and talked about how he pimps them out, how he's been pimping for a while. He's, you know, 20 years old, been doing it since he was like 15, he says. And really, in the interview, he just is kind of like a character of Mr. White Folks. And so, guys that are actual pimps, because here's the thing, is like, one of the pimps that had a big problem with him, his name's Sharp, really funny, very enjoyable to listen to. He has a podcast on that network. And he had a lot of problems with Little Kelpie. Because one number one thing is like, while he acknowledges that he is a pimp, he would never talk about anything that could possibly be incriminating. Yeah, for sure. As a guy that had been to prison a while back, and now keep in mind that Sharp was the players' ball pimp of the year in 2007. Okay. Very legitimate okay, legit. in the ism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his whole thing, Sharp's whole thing, is he wants the ism to be how it was in the 80s. Yeah. It, it, ergo, the era of pimps up, hose down. Yeah. And he says, and Sharp's 40-something, so when he was a teenager, he was around those guys. And he's still in contact with a lot of those guys. So he knows real pimps from that era. And he's on that same sort of wavelength. He fancies himself as like an old soul guy. Well, basically what happened is little Kelpie had seen Sharp's Soft White Belly interviews, listened to his podcast, and kind of stole his mannerisms. And there was another pimp that was on No Jumper with him and he was accusing Lil Kelpie of doing blackface. Not literally doing blackface. Yeah. But he said, like, the way that he dressed in a suit and wore a dollar chain and was speaking, he just saw him as very fake, not a real pimp. He was just doing an act. That led to an argument. The white kid called him a bitch. He stood up oh. and beat the shit out of him yeah. on no yeah. jumper. Lil Kelpie just sat there and took it. Yeah. And I found it to be hilarious. And then because I heard all that, I, I went back and watched the Lil Kelpie soft white underbelly. And then I started watching Sharp's got four different soft white underbellies. And he's got an incredible story. Yeah. You know, he shitty. took the ass whooping. Kelpie did. Kelpie, the white yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like eyebrows split open. Yeah. They pulled the other pimp. I can't remember the other pimp's name, but they pulled him off of him. And again, real pimp versus, it's just like any other, like we're involved in weird subcultures and all the time people come along and they say, well, I'd have done this and I've done that. Yeah, and you know, they're lying. Yeah. And you just got to test the waters and see if they know what they're talking about. And then, then whenever you figure out that they're full of shit, you just call them a bitch and be like, you're fucking lying. And then it puts it all on the table. Yeah. And I wouldn't ever strike anybody over being a fake at something. But yeah, if I was in an illegal industry and I felt like he was shining a spotlight on it and possibly causing me issues. Yeah. Then maybe I would. You don't want to fuck with somebody else's money. But then watching like modern day, even though I kind of deal with people in the other side of that industry, I had no idea it was still going on. Because I figured like if you're a girl now, you could just use the internet to go fuck whoever you want to. Yeah. But pimps have still co-opted that space. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly that uh, the... The uh, pimp thing, it's not just like a prostitution 
charge or a pimp. You, like you are a you get charged with trafficking now, like especially here in Arkansas, that's what the charge is. So if you get if you're a pimp and you're prostituting out women, like you get charged as a trafficker, no matter what. Even if like the girls are choosing to do it and they get charged, they get charged with the same same charge, unless they're minors. What do you think the charge would be? Is say now I know that a lot of people in America their sexual proclivities get weirder and weirder yeah, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. years go by. Now, what if I had five extremely sexy dogs? Mm-hmm. And I would take the dogs to clients for them yeah. to have sex with the dogs. Yeah. And I would treat the dogs really well. Yeah. I mean, I would be a little bit unhappy that they got cross-cum contaminated. Yeah, yeah. The triple C's, man. Yeah, because if a guy blows in your dog, that, that might have to be a rule that I would make. It's like, you can't blow in my dog. You do have yeah. to wear a condom with a dog. Yeah. What type of charge do you think you would catch for that? Uh, like a bestiality and trafficking charge. <laughs> you think you could catch a trafficking charge for pimping dogs out? He opened up an LLC called the Dog Pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? I feel like it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, poor dogs, man. I kind of think that dogs might like to get fucked. <laughs> do you not? Yeah, I mean... Have you ever seen dogs fucking? Yeah, they've been locked up in my yard before, man. They seem to enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't think that, I mean, male dogs bust extremely quick. Yeah, they, they go. So the lady dog never gets to really experience pleasure. Yeah. So if a fella yeah. could really crank off on a dog, yeah, they might have a good time. If a fella gets inside <laughs> of an old yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's all types of freaks. You could do, yeah. you could, do, you could get a real doll. That that can't be illegal, right? Like, what if I had four real dolls? Yeah, and I would just sit and, like pimp them out. Like dolls? You know what a real doll is? It's the thing that's like, I mean, it's beyond a mannequin. It's like the most realistic. Oh, uh, like a fuck doll? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I had four of those and I just pimp them out? That would be. But be you think about the type of people you have to deal with, man. Oh uh, yeah, but you know it's a that's like that's that's probably like what they're it's like while it may not be as bad as like actually like banging a prostitute, it's the weirdest dude. It's like <laughs> oh man, yeah. But they're they're like ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So what like I don't there there's not a rental service I don't think. No. So that feels like a market that I could provide to. Yeah. Um, I mean that's a weird one, dude. Is it illegal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I mean, there's jack shacks. Yeah. Those are illegal, though. Are they? I thought you could go into like a... I guess it probably... Oh, are you talking calling a jack shack where you go and get jacked off or where you go watch porn? Go watch install? porn and install. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. That's legal, I think. You know, I don't think you're supposed to jack off in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone is. Like, who's just going to sit there and watch porn? Could you imagine there's like a dude that like his code and compliance, he's got to make sure that like the fucking pretend pussy is all up to code and shit. Like, make sure it's all clean and everything. <laughs> we'll give it a, give it STD checks. Yeah. Dude, uh, when I first turned 18, me and my buddy Adam went to this porn store that had those. And we went into him because it's like you're 18. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. So we, we like go into him. And uh, I think it was like 10 minutes of porn was like five bucks or something. And you can yeah. like flip through stuff, which for one, like it doesn't tell you what the channel is. You're just like flipping through stuff. And there was yeah. a lot of dudes with mustaches getting fucking gaped open, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. something that I had. 
I knew fellas fucked, but they probably I, like switched the channels on you. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I never thought of the, I never uh, thought about the logistics of it before. Yeah, you know, like I, if you thought about two dudes fucking, what you would th- imagine in your brain is like a dude on his hands and knees, yeah, and another guy behind him drilling yeah. him out. So to see like two Burt Riddles looking dudes with one of them's legs tucked back behind their head and the other one really pounding away at it was really something to. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, that, the first time I ever saw that, I was like, what the fuck, man? This yeah. is crazy. Well, anyway, we go in there, and I just, like, watched porn for 10 minutes, and we got ready. Is that to, what you watch? No. I mean, <laughs> I just I just flipped through stuff, you know, and then. Did you uh, jack? What? Did you jack in there? So, not that time. That's, like, what's funny about it okay. is that Adam was, like, because I was in there the full 10 minutes, and he was, like, waiting for me. He was, like, dude, it took you a long time to come. And I was, like, what? <laughs> and he was, like, you didn't jack off in there? I was, like, no. He was, like, that's the whole point. So, Wait, I went. So, is there, like, a place to dispose of your cum? Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, paper towels and trash cans and stuff in there. Whoa, dude. Well, and so then, God, like. I imagine having to take that trash out, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to go back. Yeah, and yeah. whack because I didn't know that was an option. So you paid another five. I was like, a, well, not then. I went back like another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know that there's somebody that went has been in a jack shack and totally gotten the fucking paper towels out of it. And was oh, chewing, yeah. Chewing for sure. I mean, <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. I mean, definitely, dude. And there was like some stuff was wet when I was in there. Yeah. So it that was disconcerting. Man, maybe maybe you can cross the dog thing and the real girl so and get you some real dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you just had like a doll, like a really good replica of everything people wanted to fuck. Yeah. You could like And then if you had kid dolls and you went over and just kicked their fucking ass. Yeah, dude. And that's when we, yeah. Yeah. You're dude. you're kinda helping the community out as a whole, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, but you'd be making a lot of vegans mad with that golden retriever beaver, man. Well, if it's a doll. Yeah. It's better. I feel like you would be keeping dogs from getting fucked. And you, like, here's a service you could provide. is like, you wouldn't want the dog to just have a button you could push on it to make dog noises. That would be real corny. If if you're, like, pounding it and you squeeze its ear and it's all rough, rough. So... I could be in the next room and like controlling the dog noises, oh, so it's more realistic. I thought you were saying like you would get you would you would make the dog noises vocally for them. <laughs> that dude's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If you now, if you were a guy that liked to fuck dogs, what what reaction would you have if the dog yiped? Would you chill out? I don't know because I'm just never <laughs> thought about fucking a dog. <laughs> never, we talked about fucking a dog a bunch, man. You never gave it some thought. Yeah, it's dude. Speaking of screwing the pooch, yeah. okay, so we haven't recorded for three weeks probably. Yeah, and the last time, it actually, so I put that episode out last week. I think it's been a month, and so the last time we recorded, the Kanye thing had just started happening, and I said, like, dude, he's gonna end up on Infowars, and then sure enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's not like I made a bold prediction like everybody could have known that. But that was really something, man. Nostradamus, man. That was truly something. Yeah. I mean. I didn't watch it. I just watched it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, have you, I've never seen, I, I've fucked with a lot of InfoWars episodes. And I've never seen anybody make Alex Jones want to like censor somebody before. And it, plus it was like Kanye. And there's some like little Republican twink that he's hanging out with, and also Milo, yeah, yeah. Gennopolis. And Milo, 
come to find out, is not gay anymore. He's used the Bible and Christianity to convert back into a heterosexual. But I, I kind of wonder if the like the Kanye thing is a big troll. Or do you think he's like that cooped up? Like, like maybe he just like has some idea of like. Here's what I now, if he would have just said, if the Infowars thing would have been the end of it, if he would have just done a couple of spots and like been really funny about it and kind of laid low, I think it would have been, I think you could have, he could have gone back and said like, it was a bit, you know? Yeah. I was trolling because you guys are too sensitive about X, Y, and Z. Y'all need to learn that shit doesn't need to be taken so seriously. But he's he's still going, yeah, 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 with the same thing. And I really think what ha- what the deal with him is is like obviously he's mentally troubled, and I think that he has been fucked over a lot by record companies. Now, saying fucked over a lot, we're talking about a guy that's worth uh, it, it was three billion, but now it's down to four hundred million. So we're talking about a guy that's worth four hundred million dollars. So it's hard to be empathetic to him when he says he got screwed over at all. But I know that shit happens, especially with rappers, where you like, when you're first getting into it, you kind of sign away your whole life to get advanced money, and then they own all your work and shit like that. And I think in the entertainment industry, uh, I just think that's something that Jewish people are really good at. Yeah. So they all end up there. Not all of them, but that's who normally... It's like, I don't know how to do that job. I wouldn't be good at that job, but a Jew is probably really good at that job. So they gravitate to that. I don't think it's like a deep cabal. I mean, it definitely could be. Yeah. I don't know. But for like the sake of nobody getting mad, I'm going to say it's just a coincidence, but I think he's, I think he's dealt with enough lawyers and agents and managers and bank people. Cause they fucked him on his money. Like, I think he's just dealt with enough Jews in those positions because it's like I mean you know what I mean like I have you know how many experiences I have with Jews none yeah like I have friends and I've known people but as far as like the things that Jews supposedly control I have no experience with that so I couldn't speak on it but imagine if I was like dealing with those people all the time and it just happened to be that they were all Jews yeah yeah. I mean, I get, I, I kind of get where he's coming from. And I think then, some of that plays a role. I think also the other thing too is I think that his whole thing with his baby mama, man, I think that's really what set it all off. It was just kind of yeah, small. Well, and then the thing about mental breakdowns is it's like they kind of you start to lose it little by little, and then all of a sudden it just gets bigger and bigger. He he was losing it. I think a lot of people forget is that when uh, 808s and Heartbreaks came out is like when he started getting real fucking weird. And he was saying shit like, I'm a genius, I'm God. Yeah. Because that's when South Park made that gay fish episode to yeah, make fun yeah. of him because he was just like, no, you don't understand. I'm a genius. I'm a gay fish. I'm smarter than everybody. I'm a gay fish. That was like the bit. And yeah. that was, you know, 15, 16, maybe even 20 years ago. Yeah. It was a long fucking time ago. So, but then, yeah, I mean, he obviously like went dark whenever – he fucking married Kim Kardashian, which seems like an awful business move. Yeah, I wonder if South Park's made an episode about this again. Yeah, probably. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's in their realm. Uh, or they have one coming if it's not like a new and season I right now or something. I'd love to see it because I know it's probably good. But the InfoWars thing was incredible. I mean, I've never seen Alex because he's like, well, you, I love Jewish people. 
and I love Nazis. And Alex is like, well, I mean, you know, what you're saying is that you, you like the outfits, you like the clothing, you like the aesthetic, the Hugo Boss designed outfits. He's like, no, I love Hitler. And Alex is like, oh, well, you are, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all crazy here. You're crazy. I'm crazy. Milo's crazy. We're just having, we're made, we're having fun. And he's like, no, man, I love Hitler. People hate Hitler, but Hitler was not that bad. I think history paints him as a terrible figure, but look, he made highways. He made Mercedes Benz, just names off 10 yeah. things, which also Hitler didn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the people that give Hitler credit for things is hilarious. I've done it to be funny, but it's like, you think that Hitler himself came up with highways. Highways were a product, I believe, and I could be, I can't remember if it was going into Poland or going into Russia, but they had to figure out a way to transport vehicles and, and get their supplies in a better, a more efficient way. And that's like the Autobahn is supposedly the first highway. Yeah. So that's, but it was like Hitler did not sit there and go, oh, if you take, uh, I can frugging cotton. Highway, like it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't. It, like, He's not drawing the plans up. He and Mercedes Benz was around. They just helped the Nazis. Uh, yeah. Hugo Boss was around. They just helped the Nazis. Volkswagen was around. They just helped the Nazis. Like he didn't invent any of this shit. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't even. And even if if you hate the Jews more than anything, and you love the Holocaust, which is always a funny thing, is that people who hate the Jews think the Holocaust didn't happen, instead of being like. You know what was sick? The Holocaust. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. say that it didn't happen. And that's like a whole conspiracy. And Kanye knows about all that stuff because he's he regurgitates those facts. Like the Holocaust didn't happen. And the Jews made it up so that way you can't ever say anything bad about them. Which like would make sense. Yeah. yeah like yeah. if you were if you had a nefarious plot to silently control the world. If you wanted to own the media and you wanted to own the banks and you wanted to control how people think, because those are the two things that control how people operate. Yeah. Everyone does anything to make money to live. And then everyone's brains are powered through social media before that TV and the newspaper, before that newspaper and the radio, before that just print. And there is a lot of Jewish involvement in those things. But if you were going to control all those and you didn't want people to be able to say, hey, that's who controls this, saying the Holocaust, it's like, hey, look, like this is a lie that the Germans came up with and they used that as an excuse to kill six million of us. So it's dangerous to say these things. Yeah. If that was a lie, it's like, dude, if they got if they did that and got away with it and, and we are under their control, then you can't even be mad at them. Yeah. It's like the greatest plot of all time. Well, also, too, and like the other thing is, is like, okay, if they control all those things, we, you know, who invented the TV it was the Nazis. They invented the Nazis. The for propaganda. So yeah. it's like, so, so they control the thing that the Nazis. I mean, I guess you can, I mean, you can always like. Well, know. again, like all those things, and, and that's what I'm saying. If you hate the Jews and you believe in all this, and Hitler's your guy, well, I hate, hate to break it all down for you, but Hitler like didn't do a lot. Hitler tried to get into power, uh, nothing to do with the Jews at all in the first place. And he tried to kick a rebellion off. He got sent to prison. And while he was in prison, he got a hold of this fucking French book that was a joke. It was a parody. Like there, like this thing about Jews had been going on before. 
And the French were making fun of people who thought like that. I can't remember if it was like Romania or some shit, but word got out where they're like, the Jews control the banks. And so French, this French artist made a, like a pamphlet that was making fun of thinking like that. Yeah. Making fun of it. And that's what Hitler read that got him to be like, oh, I have the Jews and taken the things. Yeah. And also it wasn't just Hitler's wave of thought. He's just so charismatic that he was a vehicle for a movement that was already in place. Well, then there's like the, the the thing with like a lot of the uh, conspiracies that we uh, know of, they all kind of come from that in some way or another where it's like, so uh, the Nazis worked pretty close with uh, Madame Blavatsky. She wrote a book about, it's basically about the Jewish cabal of like magic, you know, but it wasn't like they were anti- anti-her in any way it was like you know now we're into some nefarious shit and we're doing black magic and you know we're here to control things and like that's kind of the right of the people sort of thing but like they took that ideology and twisted around even twisted around with like Nietzsche and stuff like they were like well the the, the uberman the superman is the white person you know so they, they kind of misconstrued all these things and used all these different ideals and then they turn it towards hating the jews I mean, people yeah. do that all the time. They misconstrue everything and try to mold yeah. things into what. Well, that's why you can't say faggot anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to take things and just snatch it away from you and control your narrative. Yeah. That's why I say it. Constantly. Try to take the man down. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> dude, I, the world we live in is so crazy because it's just like. Well, okay. Here's the craziest thing that I've seen lately. And there's been a lot of crazy shit. Again, Kanye West, InfoWars, stressing Alice Jones out to the max. That's crazy. You know what's crazier than that? Drag syndrome. Yeah. There's yeah. a page on Instagram. Look it up now. Drag syndrome. What it is, is a bunch of Down syndrome folks. And here, One huge problem with Down syndrome being involved. Obviously, the glaring issue here is that like, can Down syndrome people think for themselves? Obviously, but not on a complex scale. I, I don't think there's ever been a person with Down syndrome that said, hey, I would like to be a drag queen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know for sure because they might have seen it and been like, oh, it's cool. You know, who knows? But if they saw that and said, that looks cool, there's no way they understand what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. someone in their life rolled with that so much to where there is a huge Instagram page with like 10 of them that are doing drag shows. Yeah. Yeah. Now look, do I have a problem with like the drag queen story time where a drag queen comes and reads the kids? No. Because if my kid asked me to, first of all, my kids have never asked me anything like that. But if my kid said, hey, down at the library, I saw something that looks really fun. There's drag queens and they're going to read a children's book. I would say, fuck you. <laughs> but this is another thing. Here's the problem with the drag queen story time and things of that nature. Uh, you're, you're giving it to people who don't operate on a level where they thought of going to do that. Yeah. There's not a five-year-old on the planet that heard of drag queen story time. They didn't know about it. You knew about it. Yeah. And you said, Hey, I feel like, let me be inclusive with my kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel like my kid needs to see the world for what it is. 
and learn to not judge people for what they're into. And then you took your kid and made them go to that. Now, when my kids were five and six, I know that they did not want to go to the library and have someone read a book to them. It doesn't matter no. who it is. Yeah. That sucks. That's yeah. not fun. So that whole thing is crazy. But way crazier than that, to me, a big white American man, so I'm just wrong, probably, in general, uh, is taking people with Down syndrome. Now, what the I was going to say, the, the problem British. with Down syndrome yeah. is I have no clue how old they are. Yeah. They could be 12 or they could be 80. Yeah. They all look the same. Like black people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but for real, I, I don't have a clue how old these kids are, even if they're 18, 19, whatever. Yeah. The, like, man, Down Center people are some of the most fun people to be around. Yeah. They're like always stoked. Not always. When they're not stoked, hugs. it sucks. Yeah, that whatever. sucks. Sure. Yeah, but everyone's yeah. like that. But they're like generally a lot of fun. Yeah. They're like energetic, like goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think the right thing to do is to dress them up in drag. Essentially, this is this kind of reminds me of something I watched a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so you know that the the video going around where it's the guy from Quantum Leap and it like you know how his like whole thing is like he time travels, yeah, and he goes back in time and he becomes a person to try to help them out so he can get like he's basically paying off bad karma mm-hmm. so he can get back to his time or whatever. Yeah, the specific episode he is a guy with Down syndrome. Sure, and uh, his name is Jimmy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a fucking dude. Okay, yeah. listen. If you're listening to this right now, and you find out that uh, your wife is pregnant with a kid, and and the kid has Down syndrome, don't name him Jimmy. Please don't name him Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. That's well, rugged, dude. That's a rugged Down name. But it's, it's the the video. Everybody, somebody sent it to me the other day. It is uh, right after the brother of the Down syndrome guy. Comes in and talks to him. He's like, hey, man. It's about him getting a job. He's like, you're going to go down with me to the yard? He was like, if they ask you if you're retarded, you tell them you're slow. And he's like, okay. But he has down syndrome. But it's like a freight like a freight yard. The whole thing is like getting freight in and like putting it yeah. off of boats and shit. Oh, and they're so, strong. Yeah. So so he's like, you tell him that. And he's like, what the fuck? And then like the door opens for him to change. And he's like, I'm retarded? Because he sees like he yeah, sees, he sees himself mirror. in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is like that Jimmy has to basically – keep this job and prove himself. Otherwise they're going to send him back to a mental institution, which is what they did back then. They would send people with Down syndrome to mental institutions because they didn't think they, they could contribute in any way. I think that's still better than putting him in a drag show. Yeah. Well, and then they can't contribute, but they also cannot. Contribute. But here's the thing. This is okay. the point of the story sure, though, sure, sure, is sure. that he's gone back in time to become this dude that is going to, he's, down syndrome guy who's going to yeah. prove his so there's a guy that can't read that keeps picking on him and trying to fight him and stuff and like he can't like figure out where the shipment's supposed to go and so the down syndrome guy is like hey man you know you didn't read that right and he's like shut up retard and like trying to get him fired and stuff so they end up letting him go and then he saves the day by helping out the brother's wife's kid and 
resuscitates him using mouth to mouth whenever he uh, has oh, an accident dude, and almost drowns. Can you imagine what someone with Down syndrome's breath is like? Yeah. I would way rather die. So, but they give him this job back <laughs> because of that. Sure. And so the whole time me and my wife were talking, I was like, so what the, what the fuck are they going to do once he leaves his body and he's just fucking got Down syndrome and can't like, has no idea how to do the job because yeah. he didn't learn how to do it in the first place. Right. It was, it was just the quantum it was leap guy. That leap, the quantum quantum leap sure. guy. And so it's like, it's kind of the same thing, man. It's like, you just, yeah, you put him in a situation <laughs> that they have no possible way to comprehend. <laughs> and then you're just putting your fucking cell phone in their face and say, Hey guys, all of you go, yes, queen, back to back to back. It'll be sick. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the internet. Yeah. Like, hey, why don't you fucking freaks dress up like uh, Madonna in the 80s? And but then I'll but, take a video of but it. But is it like a uh, <laughs> it's like a Down syndrome gay group home? You know, like. I, dude, I've been trying to figure like, dude, you get who Cause yeah, they travel they, together. Yeah, they have. They need to take them. Whoever's got them, they got to take them away. Like for one, it's in Britain. So like, do they not have like protective services in Britain? I don't know, man. I just I don't know the the world we live in has gotten so blown out of proportion with all this shit. That's like it's not even just. And I don't mean like gay shit. I don't mean trans. I mean just like. Everything that was considered deemed normal is now not. We live in a fucking and it's a uh, it's weird. It's like and nobody can leave anybody alone. It's just like, dude, it's the end of times. Yeah, it's like you, you look, man. the The Bible, Revelation, it, it says that like the lead to the end of time that society is going to progressively get more and more absurd. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like pornographic media. Uh, People will push their genders aside. Like, that shit's in the Bible, man. And whether you think that God made the Bible or uh, fucking Constantine's, whatever that council was called, made the Bible, somebody knew that this was coming. But also another thing is, like, whenever Rome fell, everyone was trans and shit. Like, everyone was like... What's gender matter? And this is true shit. I'm not trying to take a shit on trans people. I'm just saying it is crazy how the Bible says like, hey, when here's some signs that you need to look for to when the world's history repeats itself. Because I'm saying if like, yeah, that's I mean, and that's honestly probably what happened is like they saw Rome go down like that and they didn't want to go down like that. So they had to send people a warning like, hey, don't act like this yeah. or your shit's going to get fucked up. And also on like... You just look at, at like what a fucking cesspool we've become. Yeah. And then you have like Putin, dude, Putin's making more sense than anybody. And I know the guy's an asshole, but he's just like, hey, look, here's what America's doing. Like they've completely rejected family values. A hundred percent. Like everyone's gay, trans, uh, no one, like they don't manufacture goods anymore. Like no one does anything worth a fucking shit. All they care about is like their phone. And no one's raising their kids the right way. They just give their kid a phone and say, like, good luck. It's like, I mean, yeah, it kind of is fucking hitting it spot on. Yeah, man. I mean, it, well, a lot of it, too, is like, you know, it, the uh, in a weird way, religious people are getting to taste their own medicine because this new religion's come along. And this new religion is, has, you know, 
been around, but it wasn't really a religion. It was just like a place where people fed, they had a common ground because they were different and they got together and they found a family within this community. And then people infiltrated that and made it this political ideology and religious ideology to the point where it's like, you got to be gay now. Or you, I mean, you got to wear, everything is like, it's, it's like going to the Christian bookstore and buying a shirt that says Jesus on it. It's like, you can go to a store and just buy like a rainbow flag now and like, and and do all that. And I'm not saying any of that stuff is wrong, but what it's wrong with it is people capitalizing on that and turning into something that's not, and it's, and it's white women. Yeah, it, it is mostly yeah. white women. And also not even like capitalizing on someone's like quote unquote value sucks. And then also like dressing yourself up to let people know what you are yeah. is gay. Yeah. And not two dudes fucking You know gay. what's sexy is being mysterious. Not everybody has to know everything about you. Yeah. That's it, what draws people. That's what attracts people to you is they want to figure out who you are. There's nothing to figure out if you tell everybody. If you're telling everybody everything about you, that is not attractive. That's that's part of human nature. If you keep it to yourself and people start to figure out little things about you, that's what that's how you build strong relationships with friends, family, all that stuff, is that you have to keep some things to yourself. And then when you trust those people, you build a bond. You don't go out and just fucking give everybody every bit of information you got. That's ridiculous. You know, that you cannot do that. And function as a human being. You got to have some sense of something. Some sense of pride to yourself that draws people to you. If you're just doing that because, like, man, I'm a victim because of this. It's like, well, bro, some people are not going to fucking like something you're doing. And the people that will, they'll be attracted to you. And they'll come to you and ask for advice. Or seek out, like, you know, why am I like this? How come you're like this? Oh, I never understood that before. We're not doing that anymore. That's That's what's crazy to me, man. Yeah, and then you're also dealing with like the way that fucking social media has conditioned people to where you almost have to be a presence. Yeah. Like to matter in the world, you need followers and you need things. And the way to find followers is to like put yourself in a box and try to link yourself up with a a, a school of thought and like uh subculture and something you can fit into to where like all the things that you post kind of follow that narrative. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of doing that either. It's, that's just the fucking world we live in. True. I mean, I've definitely, ch- I mean, you can like, I use social media increasingly less. Like we've, I've been awful at updating our podcast page and shit like that because it's just, uh, it's not stressful to me. I just hate to see it. And like, I don't want my kids to be involved with it. And like, since I've been coaching kids sports, just like you, like people just continuously get softer Yeah, and there's not people, there's a few people, a, a select, not select. That's a gay way to say it. There, there's like not a lot of people who want to put the work in to toughen up the next generation. And it was like that with our generation. So yeah. it just gets worse and worse and worse. Like. It, you have to have hard conversation with kids. Like most people don't want to sit there and it, it includes my kids. It's like, you know, a fucking kid, something barely happens to them. They start crying. Like they had, they need someone in their life to be like, Hey, yeah, that hurt, but you're not hurt. So you can cry all you want to, but you're going to keep wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. cry, but wrestling cry. So you can learn that 
all that crying doesn't get you out of the thing you're trying to get it's out of. It's not going to get you attention. You work through your problem. And it's not, right? it's a subconscious thing. You know, you're like, oh, I'm hurt. I don't want to do this right now. So what I'm going to do is have this emotional response. And it, it's tough. Like it's, it's easy with my kid, but then other kids, like they get fucked up when they're crying and it's like kind of like their parents sitting over there and you got to be like, look, man, like, yeah, that sucks. However, you got another round right now. So you have to go do that. You can deal with being hurt when we're all the way done. When you're done running sprints and doing push-ups and wrestling for 20 minutes, then you can deal with that. But this is how, but the world hasn't softened up around people. Yeah. So people just get crushed by reality when they don't have work ethic. I mean, it's happened to me. Like you, I'm got, I'm just turned 37. I'm near 40 and I am not like wealthy. Like the world crushes you and no one gives a fuck about you. I've been near wealthy twice and gotten fucked out of it by like trusting people essentially. And like the quicker you learn shit lessons like that, you're just way more prepared and people aren't doing that. And certainly the internet's not doing that. And I'll be straight with you. TikTok was made by China oh, yeah. to they make control, us retarded. They control the narrative of everything. I saw a video where a guy was talking about in China, they only allow the kids on TikTok for 40 minutes at a time. And they only show them things about science and like other things yeah, like that. Sports, Over here, you, you, can, you can watch, you know, they you don't can do watch uh, athletes. You can watch anything scholastic and you can watch people achieving. So you yeah. see, here's what I have to do to do that. And yeah. you can do, and after 40 minutes, it's not your parents taking it away. The motherfucking government shuts it off. Yeah. And like, d- d- does a society controlling you suck for sure? I don't think China is good. I think China, they're doing better than us because they're fucking us over. So they, but they intentionally flood our shit. All they do. And they their algorithms are so goddamn good. The artificial intelligence is so good at finding what, will keep every individual's person's eyeballs, whether it's like cooking food or woodworking or fucking video games, whatever it is in two days, it's going to figure out how you tick and it's going to do something to just lock your dumb ass in on it for eight hours of motherfucking day, man. And guess what it kind of sounds like a fucking pimp. Yeah. We're full circle for sure. It's It's controlling your life. I don't know, man. It's like, uh, Hey, you know, when you can't talk about things because you're so, you're going to get so offended. Like the word used to work. was like, man, we have two different opinions, but we could still be friends and we could still be neighbors. We could still do all that. Now you cannot. You, I mean, like, it's almost like you just basically are like, uh, telling somebody they want to die when you're like, yeah, man, I don't really believe that. This is what I believe, you know? And then they just fucking shit on you. Like you're a fucking Nazi, you know, or just whatever. And it's like, that's, we've lost that. And that's not a good thing. And, and you know, I mean, we probably are the next room. I don't think there's any really like way to stop this shit from crashing into the old fucking iceberg. No, I mean, you know, I thought a lot this weekend and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say in a public forum that I was like doing cocaine or something crazy like that, but I definitely drank a lot of beers and I was around a lot of people. I figured out two things. One, like I went to the Bang the Rock Festival. It was sick. Uh, the guys who put it on, I mean, that is a tremendous financial risk. I'm sure that they were out some money. 
And I know from putting on shows and doing shit like that, like it's purely out of, I mean, a little bit of ego stuff. I'm not saying them. I'm talking on a personal level. Like there's a touch of ego that goes along with it because it's like, yeah, I'm the guy behind this that helped bring this. And, but that's human nature type of shit. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, like you're providing an incredible service for people in your town that couldn't normally experience that by you putting forward a big ass risk. And they did. And it was sick and it went great. And all like most of the bands are pretty good. Race Trader really honks. Um, Tribal Gaze was disappointing because yeah. I liked the album and then live. They just didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the local bands were, I mean, I've seen all of them play before, but the, I mean, they rose up to the show. I mean, like, it's like you have that, you don't normally, they don't normally have an audience like that yeah. and they crushed. Yeah. Uh, but when I was, you know, uh, 15 years ago and I would go to stuff like that all the time, and it was important to me, like, I would be in, I would be mad when I was there. Not in a good mood, like, not socialized. Like, I would just be pissed off that people liked what I like. Yeah, Essentially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I obviously like it more than you do, so you shouldn't yeah. be here. Which is how a lot of people, especially younger people are, but, like, I hadn't been to a festival in forever. And, like, I just saw so many people that I vaguely know and I talked to everybody and just, like, was in a full party mood and it was a great fucking time i talked to a lot of people a lot of ideas were exchanged i would say i probably red pilled 15 20 something year old kids (laughs) because like people just talking and people like bring up their view and i'm like don't you don't think that that's not what you think that's what tiktok thinks and you suck that in And they're like no well i know it's like you you don't you don't have any life experience like you don't know what it's like uh, and I, I, and I, and I know you think that way because you're a nice person. So when you, when the internet tells you a group of people is being treated unfairly because of the way that they think that makes your empathetic side go, that really sucks. They need to ally. I'm going to go for that cause. But what you don't know is the reality because that's not real yeah. because trans people gay people they are not being persecuted right now it's not true yeah and that's just like one of the topics there's plenty of other stuff that's like just the the it's not even the whole world it's just like in if 18 to 35 right now are controlled by the internet and look, look again i'm half being funny like I don't have convictions that have anything to do with this. It's hilarious to make people think that I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it is on some like, man, you really got to do a better job of thinking for yourself because I think that's the biggest problem with the world because like, dude, I, I have trans friends and I know it's fucking weird to be trans. Yeah. So especially if you're in like a transitioning stage where like, uh, not a good friend, but a good acquaintance that I have went from being a lady into being a fella. And like, it's a tough process because you look goofy as fuck going through it. It's not like you go now. Some people do go from being like a hot girl to being a decent looking dude, but most people by and large trans people are like out of shape. Like their, their emphasis has never been on like physically perfecting themselves again, by and large, not, not, not the rule. I mean, there is like, it's like Buck Angel was a hot, was a fucking model 
and then turned into a dude and got jacked from being on testosterone. That for sure happens, but it's not normal. And, and because people aren't normally like that. I mean, eight out of 10 people are out of shape and don't give a fuck about exercise. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, I think that mentally that definitely plays into it. But if you're, if you're having body issues, you're, you're a woman, you're having body issues, you want to transition into a man because perhaps your looks lean a little bit more masculine. Well, in that gap, like while you still have cans and shit like that, like it's a goofy transition and you should be empathetic to those people and yeah. not be rude to them. But it just takes people over yeah. that have nothing to do with it where like their whole identity becomes, look, if you're a brown person, if you're on a sexual spectrum, if you're on a mental spectrum, I'll die for you. Well, for one, you won't. And for two, like, when you go to bed at night, your concerns are eating food, taking a cum, going to work. Like, stop pretending that this is everything that well, encompasses Well, the crazy you. thing is, too, is uh, let's look at, you know, we'll just say 10 years. 10 years, 7 to 10 years ago. If you go back on your Facebook feed, was that the thing that dominated everything? Because it's not, it wasn't. Because there was something else that you were being told to be pissed off about. And that's what you were pissed off about. And so, like, that's kind of the thing we're getting at. It's like, none of those, none of the things we're talking about in this conversation are bad. What's bad is that the internet is controlling how you think. That's the problem. You're not, you're not making your mind up. That's like the whole point that I'm always on. And and most of these, most people, it's never been challenged before. Like what they think is that there's fucking not the, it's like, if I approach someone like that, like, oh, well, I must be racist and a Nazi and a piece of shit. But then you come face to face with the reality where I'm a pretty fucking good guy. And so you know that about me and you're telling me what's important to the world. And I'm telling you, no, what's important to the world is like, Raising the next generation. That's what's important. Like, I feel like all the time and energy people waste on a social cause. Pipe that into kids. Yeah. Help I mean, them you out. Are. I mean, essentially, you are one way or the other. You're, you're giving them. They listen to you talk, you know. And so I, I think the thing I've been teaching my kids is like, okay, well, you, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of this stuff when we talk about it. And I'm like. Here's the deal. It's like, you can't really just hate Christian people because they're Christians. Because there's some that are really good people and they're not shitty human beings. Now, there are some that are shitty human beings. But also, too, it's like, you can't, you're telling me that they're bad because of this. But then you're turning around and spout other ideas that somebody else has given you. And they're doing the same thing with their ideology that this Christian person was doing that you don't like. Like, that's, you're doing the same shit. Yeah. So that's, it's not. It's it's not cohesive to what you think you you're not this woke shit's stupid because it's you're not you're not woke you're being a fucking dumbass because if you were woke you'd be like man well this is who I really am and I'm being honest with myself and I'm not I don't have to go and like do this this and this to fit in with this group of people who also just look like I do you know and so, and this is coming from a dude that has like three or four fucking vests with metal bands on it and shit and like whatever but that's like that's that is what I'm into and it's and it, 
is not cool, you know? Well, I surely appreciate the concept to love and accept everybody. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really doesn't do that. Yeah. Especially face-to-face. Yeah, that's the issue. So, if you are a more enlightened person and you're willing to love people for who they are, if it doesn't encompass all people, but then I feel like what comes along with that is a little bit of reality because you can't love everybody. And really who are the people that don't deserve love are like nefarious characters and like base level way to detect a nefarious character is someone who's full of shit. Yeah. When someone's pretending to be something, whether it's, and, and most of the time that is a subconscious behavior. It's like people are questioning where do they fit in at. They find something that's an ideology they can get behind and they mold themselves to that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like borderline sociopathic behavior. It's like, you don't really feel this way, but you want to blend in. So you're going to mold yourself to a certain thing. But then like the tenets of those things, you don't actually understand. So, you know, if you're a trans person who thinks that like Christians are Nazis, just taking your example and moving forward, yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. Like there, I can't, I, I know a few Christians, I know a lot of Christians and none of those people would ever say, fuck trans people. Yeah. It doesn't flow with what Christianity is. Yeah. Now they might say it's a sin. Yeah. I don't agree with it. And it's like, okay, well then guess what, man? When they say that, that's not a threat to you. No. That is just them saying, hey, I mean, I'm being real with you. I don't agree with that. This is what I believe. It's the right way to handle things. But also you can come inside and have food. That's how my grandma was. And people crank it the other way too. Christians are certainly guilty of that. And honestly, uh, where a lot of this... All this shit trickles down from is politics because so here's a hilarious thing right now is that gay app grinder. Yeah. Every day in December, they're posting the name of a government official that is Republican and uses grinder. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because the problem is is these are people and and like when you're on a political stage, you're doing what I just talked about on an extreme level. So you're putting, you're making yourself to be extreme. Like, here's what I am. Here's my values. Everything else is wrong. It needs to be this way so that you can capture the votes from those people. That's what happens. Like, you may be an evangelical conservative Christian. But again, if you were at church and someone trans showed up, you would take them to the basement with everyone else, let them eat potluck food, be nice to them, and tell them, hey, we're here every Sunday at 10 o'clock. Come yeah. back anytime. But then when you're on TV and in front of everybody, you're going to say, we have got to stop drag queen story time. We have got to make sex changes illegal. Uh, we have got to put an end to gay marriage. But you yeah. don't believe those things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You need those things to capture your base, to get everybody 
that thinks along the same lines that you do, you have to be more extreme to, so get, to get money. Everything, you know? right. Everything becomes polarized and blown out of proportion and it just trickles down to everybody else. And then that makes everybody think that you're either on one side or the other. Like people, the majority of people don't understand that a person like, you know, if I see a down syndrome kid in drag queen, what is my first thought? Yuck. Yeah. But it's not yuck at them being a drag queen. It's like yuck. the situation. It's the whole situation. thing is gross. Yeah. And but that that's not like. Again, if I saw a Down syndrome kid dressed in drag, the situation, the whole thing, it's wrong. It's bad. I know it is. Yeah. Would I still give them soft food that they wouldn't choke on? For sure. Yeah. Would I still ask them if they were interested in running the 40-yard dash in the Special Olympics? Sure. Yeah, of course. Would I still make sure their shoes are tied? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Not a monster. Yeah. Just people need to be more malleable. Well, also, too, man, I, it drives me crazy when everybody's like, I'm into punk rock or I'm fucking, you know, into metal, like all these things that we're like supposed to be like, hey, man, fuck the system. But essentially, you just go with it, dude. And that's that's crazy to me. It's like the you're not, system. Became, you're not even questioning government officials. It didn't matter what party they were. It's like, oh, dude, we got a Democrat in the house. It's so good right now. It's like, no, man, it's fucking bad. And guess what? It was bad when there was a Republican in the ha- in there. It, it was better. It was better, but it's not as <laughs> dude. It was better, unfortunately. But it was like this yeah. is bad, man. Everything you're supposed costs to hate a bunch the government. Of money. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's what they're up to, dude. Eggs. Are four dollars for eighteen eggs? Yeah, regular eggs. Now that you, Eglin's best, the egg of eggs, cage-free Eglin's best used to be five dollars. Yeah, and the regular eggs used to be ninety cents. Yeah, bro. Two years ago, eggs were ninety something cents. They didn't even cost a dollar. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Yeah, but man, starts at the top. Trickles down. Last thing I wanted to talk about, gangbangs. Yeah. How and why? How? Yeah. Well, I can tell you how. And I can tell you why. Okay. Okay. So there's a group of guys and they want to take a come. Yeah. Usually, here's the thing. The ratio to girls and guys that want to take a come, I don't think it's even near like what it should be. Sure. So... You got one lady who really wants to take a cum, but you got like five guys that really want to take a cum. Yeah. What happens is you're like, man, fuck it, dude. I guess we'll share, you know? And so there's a couple rules you got to play by here, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I think I know where you're going to. Now, our friend Brian made a pretty valid point about blowjobs and like blowing loads into girls' mouths. It's like, well, it just like cleans it. Essentially, it's going to get rid of whatever because it's constantly like moving things around and going down or going out, one of the two. Okay. Think about a butt and a vag because mm-hmm. they don't do that. Right. It doesn't sw- it, it keeps it up in there, man. It sure. You push it out and it stays creamed. Yeah. So when you start stacking too many logs in one fireplace, so yes. I'm talking about the DVDA. Double anal, double vag. Well, that's beyond. Now, that yeah. oh, I, that only exists in porn. Yeah. 
But real life, people do do gangbangs. Yeah. Now, I will say, as a fella, it would be sick to be able to take three different combs back to back with three different ladies. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I imagine the lady feels the same way. Yeah. Like, I like to get fucked. Mm-hmm. Here's a group of five guys that are willing to fuck me. Yeah. That is probably sick. Yeah. Now, is this a planned thing yeah. or are you at a party? There's a bunch of people there and somehow a group of guys links up with one girl and you decide, hey, all of us want to take a come. Let's get together. Yeah. And we'll form a line. Mm-hmm. And in a row, we will all take a come. Yeah. Or is it pre-planned? Do you, one guy, does one guy set it up? Does one girl set it up? Yeah. How's the conversation begin? Yeah. I think it begins like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting the conversation going. Yeah. Where does it go? Now, yeah, yeah. I won't do it. Okay. Now, I think I've talked before about that I did Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, lady, uh-huh. for a bit. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would I do it again? Probably not. Yeah. It was fun. More so than it was horny. It was fun. Does that make fun. sense? Yeah, fun to have fun. It wasn't like hot. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was like a low level. Giving your friend a high five. Yeah. While you're inside of somebody on each end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. And there's no way. I mean, the girl wanted, it was her idea. Yeah. But I don't think she was very pumped when we started giving each other high fives and laughing. Yeah. She was pumped. <laughs> she was getting pumped. She was getting pumped. Yeah. Did you bust? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, uh, like, trying to figure out the order, you know? I mean, but gangbanging is wild because you, when, okay. Because there's different types. As soon I I think putting your hog in another fellow's cum is as gay as putting your hog in another fellow's ass. So the science behind it is when a guy comes into a pussy, the pussy becomes a man's butthole. Yeah. Or the woman's butt becomes a man's butthole. Sure. Yeah. Whatever hole it is, you are now having gay sex. Yeah. But what if they all pull out? Pre-cum. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty gay. And wearing condoms is also gay. So, I mean, there's just no way around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there is. But right? what are you, also, what are you doing? Well, what about Let's say you're number four. What are you doing in the meantime? Number four is wild. Cause you're, you're just not standing around one. jerking, dude. Yeah. Hey, if you're if you're four and above, you're just standing around jerking, watching other dudes in the same room pound. It's not like watching porn. And then as soon as you bust, yeah. like how long are you jerking for? Yeah. Like if I jerked for twenty minutes, I would immediately bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do I bust when I jerk so I can go longer? Yeah. And then number five is not going to be happy. I don't it's think you can because I think like you know like the whole thing with dudes is like once we nut, man, 
we we gotta like we kind of remove the emotion gets removed like to whatever situation we're in. Yeah, your brain's gonna go. It's kind of like whoopsie. Yeah, it's kind of like where you're like don't want to be touched like after you bust or why you go out into into the shop and go find chores to do or like. I mean, I'm a back to back type of guy. Yeah, you can back to back. You can be so, but once you're done, though, you're done. You know. Like, are you going? Like, are you going to be like, man, it's time to? I, I'm not. A, I don't want to be held after I'm done busting. I, I want to go do something else. Nah, I'm not like that. Yeah, I lay in bed still. Yeah, I, I lay uh, in bed still. I just don't want to be touched, man. It's weird. But I have to be told when to stop. I won't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm pounding, I will do it from ten o'clock at night until ten o'clock in the morning. Sure. Yeah. I need to be told that's enough. Yeah. But once it's over, though, I don't feel. I don't think like, what you're saying doesn't sync up with me. I know a lot of dudes are like that. I'm definitely. Like, I don't like to be touched whenever I bust, man. I don't want to be fucking held or anything like that. I want to go get something to drink and fucking. Yeah, I, I, I want to go outside. I don't care. And be I'm not going outside. Outside, butt naked. It's on the back on the porch. You know? yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but I got a place I can do that at. I wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. Feels cool, dude. You got kids over there, and you're just no, naked on the porch. When, no, not when the kids are there. Okay, it's be when they're not there. That's good. I'm not walking around my house naked, man. Okay. But when I can, I do. You're weird. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't you know. You really like the movie Baby Boy, so it's. I figure you might. I do like that movie a lot. Teach him a lesson or something. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm just sitting here thinking, like we were talking about people, what cross come contamination. Yeah, cross come contamination. You don't yeah. want cross come contamination to no. happen. No, fuck that. It's just a weird predicament to be in. Like, there's just no way. Like, dude, if we're in a gangbang. I'm not, I can't, like, I can't, I can't be in the same room as you when you're, like, picking your toenails or fingernails or whatever. I can't be in the same room as you pounding a lady. Yeah. I could do it. I just couldn't come in the same hole you came into. I think if we all get three different holes to bust into, I think it's good. No, because then you're doing it at the same time. So what what's gonna happen? Are you gonna like straddle my legs so we can share? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing's a nightmare, dude. It's a mess. Yeah. And then if we're well, if, I, if we're if me and you are pumping, if we're if we're pumping V and A, then our cranks are touching in the middle. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. thin piece of flesh. Yeah. Like our our and here's the deal is that that is going to be enhancing the experience. Because if I, the <laughs> yeah, whole yeah, reason yeah. you put fingers in butt while you're pounding is so you can press down on your hog yeah. and make a tighter sensation. Yeah. So your hog is going to do that to my hog. Yeah. And then we've opened up. I would hog. totally do this with you, man. <laughs> I, I would never even consider it. I would look right at you, too. I, I wouldn't move would. her head out of the way. Because yeah. you would be on bottom. I'd be so you'd be loving it. Yeah, no. Because so I, yeah, I, I you wouldn't said, do you any of I'd be straddling. I wouldn't do any I'd of move it. your head out of the way. And I'd be, you look in my fucking eyes when you come. <laughs> yeah, you know? see. This whole thing's a mess. I'd spit in your face. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think in the history of the world. I mean, I guess if it's like two bi dudes. I don't think that any girl has ever been double penetrated not for porn. Oh, wrong, man. You think so? Totally, dude. You think they got two dudes? Yeah, man. There's some horny, horny, horny women. There are not many. Yeah, but what are the dudes doing? Fucking. Sitting on top of each other? Yeah. And pounding. <laughs> what the hell, dude, man? The ideal situation, though, is this. There's a guy on bottom doesn't have fucking legs. That would be better. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about it. A fucking nugget, dude? Yeah, and his <laughs> nubs are kicking. Yeah. His nubs are moving up and down the whole time. Yeah, man, that's a good friend to have if you're going to gangbang. 
Yeah, that's the only reason you would have a legless friend. Yeah. Yeah. To put him on bottom while you pound ass. Oh, probably, he's got to have arms, though, because you would have to be the one putting his dick in if it comes out. In the middle of the- <laughs> <laughs> I think we could call it at that. Yeah, man. We're back. Thanks for hanging around. I pray to God we could just do this every week. I think we can, as long as the guy producing the episodes can get him back to me. We'll be putting them out. So hopefully we're back in the swing of things. Hopefully those formats more fun. I feel like it is. We can talk about a crime a little bit, but I don't think, I think the bits kind of faded away. Yeah. I think, you know, I think for us, it's, we're still detectives. We're just talking about things and dissecting them. You know, well, we talk about a fucking crime, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and talk about trans shit every week. No, it's just something that happened within the last week that made me think about it, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying it was me and a group of five or six fellas and a trans person walked up and I go, yuck, that would never happen. Yeah. But just, I had some conversations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious ones. Yeah. Was I trolling everybody? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did I have things around me that made my brain work a little bit faster than I normally would? Yeah. Did that play a role in it? Most certainly. But it was a lot of fun to yeah. do it. And the best part, like if those people link up and start espousing my ideas, people aren't going to be happy. No. They're not going to say anything about it. No. That's that's. They're still going to like me. Well, the big trick, here's the deal. Here's another thing that I'm going to cap it off on this because we've gone on for a long time. Cap it off on this. Here's the most important thing that you can do is be a good person. Yeah. Like once people have known you long enough and know you enough, they've seen how you live your life to, to know undeniably that you're a good person. That's when you can do whatever you want to and not have to worry about it. Because when I'm saying some crazy shit, nobody's looking at me going like, this is a Nazi. Yeah. Like, yeah. they know me. Yeah. And even if they don't know me, they know enough about me to know, like, yeah. I, mean, I feel like anytime we've ever been accused of something, it's like it's because it's like somebody just doesn't know us. I, I've never really even been accused of anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing to accuse. Yeah. I mean, you can take a sound clip, and I'll, I did say that. <laughs> I also have no problem. I'm also won't even dance around it. It's like, oh, did you say faggot? Like, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's never not been a funny word. So what you're trying to tell me is that when you were eight years old and some kid hit you with a zinger and you go, oh, good one, faggot. And that was the end of it because that's the funniest thing you could have said. Yeah. Is that invalid? Yeah. Also, the first time I ever butt fucking. Like- Anything like that. And those aren't words. Like, dude, when you're nine, you don't know what that is. It's not said from a place of hate. All you know is that someone insulted you. And this is a word that you have to end the whole thing. And the one that killed me when I was a kid, because I like you had to fully dissect it, man, was when an adult called me queer bait. Queer bait? Queer bait's fine, uh, man. Or you call someone a fart knocker. You don't know what that means. Yeah, man. You don't know that that means fucking Come. a guy. You don't, know, you don't know that calling someone a fart knocker is calling him gay. Butt pirate, you don't know that's calling someone gay. Yeah. You think that they're a pirate in a butt. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, yeah. And it, it's just a silly world. And all, all I'm saying, always our point is just be a good person. Yeah. It's either not hard to do or if you're a freak, it's really hard to do. Yeah. And if it's hard to do, you really got to do some soul searching. Yeah. And figure out what the fucking problem is. Sure. What would really help you out with that is if you go to 
patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. You get an extra free episode. I think we're, I'm really going to try to start doing them every other week to give you more bang for your buck. It's just $5 a month. Yeah, that's it. And I feel like if you get two a month, that is one hell of a deal. Yeah. But you'll get at least one. Hopefully two. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to keep doing the wrestling podcast. It hasn't really been paying off. We mm-hmm. also, I haven't ever been able to figure out how to get it on iTunes. So oh, nobody's yeah. helping me with that. And uh, if I have to... Try it for the ninth time. I'm probably going to break something. So Yeah, don't do it. Sometimes shit happens like that. Yep. Well. Uh, also, fucking uh, another thing that helped me be a great person, you know, despite what statistics say is beer. You get beer in you at a high fucking rate. You can uh, do things like make your relationship not bad. And not beat your wife or not do any of that. What you could do is you could get a shotgun device, pump this fucking beer down you in two seconds or less, get hammered, and you just go over to beerbongs.com. Yeah. DMD20 gets you 20% off. Yeah. I was, uh, I forgot my shotgunning tool this weekend and I was shotgunning beers on the street and I just had to bite into them like some type of animal. And, you know, a lot of people tried to follow my suit and two people chipped their teeth. That could have been completely avoided had yeah. we gone to beerbongs.com. Yeah, you know, it's insane. You know, you get a discount because of the boys and free shipping. And because you guys are part of the boys, you get free, sh- yeah, free shipping. I think I use that thing. I have, I carry one with me no matter where I go. I've used it a thousand times probably. It, yeah, I drank 15 beers in 45 minutes this w- last weekend. Yeah, one more thing lick my dick and suck my butt.